Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about the seven rules of jumping into NFTs for new collectors. We know there's a lot of new Coinbase NFT platform people jumping off that uh, waiting list and and jumping into a very interesting world of buying, selling, holding, flipping, surviving NFTs. So excited to share some of our rules that might just help you. And also if you've been collecting for a bit. First off, Andrew, what do you see in the news? Hey, George. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What are we looking at out here? We've got, well, we talked about this one. We've got Optimism, one of the layer twos that uh, saves you a lot on gas. They have announced their OP token airdrop, or I, I'm sorry, I think it's the OP token, but it's the token airdrop is announced. They haven't actually released the token yet, but you can go on and check the amount that, that maybe you are eligible for. Uh, there are various qualifications in here. I do like some of the things that they've done. They wanted to both check if you've used the Optimism network, but also check if you've done things like vote on uh, snapshots on, and um, I'm sorry, if they, if you've contributed to Gitcoin, so there are multipliers, if you've done multiple um, of these actions and those really add up. So we don't know the value of this yet, but it is, uh, or the value of the token yet, but it sounds like this will be a, a relatively substantial airdrop for a lot of people. And it should bring some um, liquidity to uh, those opt- those people that are on optimism. One note that I happen to notice: the the NFT network Quixotic, it's the optimism NFT platform, um, saw its biggest day in volume by a large share after the news that that was coming. So there's not a lot there that interests me quite yet, but it is maybe something to, to just keep an eye on and, and maybe familiarize yourself with if, you know, if you are getting any of that optimism token, it could be a fun thing to, to check out later on. I moved some money in and out of it, but I don't know if I did enough of the, the checklist for it. I'm on like the app. I can't find it, but I'm, uh, I'm excited. And, you know, we kind of knew it was coming. So we'll, we'll see. Have you checked if you're getting any? Yeah, I did. And I, and qualify so I'll, send, I'll get the link for so you can check this here and oh, you can connect your wallet you or put the or put another wallet address in and check that and we'll put that in the notes Man, so it's exciting uh, yeah I, I, drop into our discord you'll go we'll, we'll put it there and i didn't absolutely. get any i didn't i'm not eligible i didn't do enough only two transactions i didn't go vote on yeah optimism user repeat optimism user dow voter multi-six senators yeah donated gitcoin and price out of Ethereum. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, so I tried. It was if you've moved it, if you've moved ETH to other layer twos, if you've used Polygon and stuff, so there are other uh, bonuses in there. Another note here is that they know this will be the first airdrop. They do have future airdrops planned. So if you did not qualify for this, you know, not worth just, well, maybe worth still using the network to qualify for a future one. I think that's a great model actually to, to reward people that have used it and incentivize 
new users. Um, I think this could be, we're going to see a lot of, of airdrops, I think coming up with these layer twos, uh, we've had a good discussion on this on Bankless on the uh, potential layer two, uh, wars and, and how they may use airdrops to, uh, to incentivize usage. So, you know, I think it's definitely worth taking a look at, you know, if it's, you know, I'm willing to, to take some of their, their marketing spend as a user and, and give them a shot. Yeah. And just to be clear, when we talk about layer twos, I think for the most part, the layer two is something built on layer one, but in the context of what we're talking about right now, it's layer twos built on Ethereum specifically. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Especially on this episode, as we're talking about some, some, some new things, let's see. It's a generally a much cheaper network use in Ethereum, much faster. They use optimism in particular rolls up many of these transactions. So they, they combine them into one and then confirm these in one transaction on Ethereum so that you get the security of having it on the Ethereum network while reducing the, the fees that have to be paid. In optimism's case, it, case the fees uh, that so you still pay a fee, there's still a, a big savings. So the savings that they uh, take are put into the, the public, public goods portion of this. They, they use the funds to pub to, to fund public goods, basically meeting developers, building different tools that could be used by the entire network and that are kind of needed to bring new people in. So it's, you know, ideally a, a sort of, uh, flywheel where you're using the, the funds that are saved to build new apps, bring new people in, get more people using it and increase the fees to get back to the public goods side of that network. So very interesting to see here. I think we'll see more. Definitely go check out if you are eligible and maybe move some ETH over there if you aren't and, you know, be eligible for the next one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good tip there. Next, you have non-fungible heroes, NFT projects, signs with WME. And I believe this was a past featured project of ours, the non-fungible heroes, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I thought we should mention this one. It's, uh, it is a past project we've mentioned. They started with, they signed with a big entertainment agency. There had been rumors of this for a while. So this definitely gets seen some, some new action there. I don't know a lot about what may be coming. I mean, I'm sure there's rumors going around the discord and all, but nothing official of, of, you know, anything announced yet, but you know, we've seen some other collections get involved with entertainment agencies and, you know, it does give an option for, for new things to come out of it, you know, whether it's a, you know, film or, or some sort of, you know, I don't know, more of a online entertainment thing, you know, that seems to be the, the play they've been going here. They published a comic book recently and I think they have plans for another one. So could see it going that route as well. Yeah. Worth uh, taking a look at the, the floor for non-fungible heroes. The gods is at 0.07. And Unfungible Heroes is at 0.09, if I'm reading these numbers right. So still in the range of uh, affordable, but we'll be going through, uh, spoiler, our affordable project. Keep us honest. So we're going to be backtracking on some of those pieces. So you just got your update on that one. We jumped on it yeah. early. That's right. This, yeah, next I mean, one, this next one breaks my heart. Oh, this is a tough one. So we've got a, let's see, the Aku Dreams Project launched and, and minted and it was already priced to delete out for ETH to get into this. It was the Accutar, oops, it was Accutar Dreams. Um, but anyway, there was 34 million spent on this. They were trying to do a true Dutch auction that would allow everyone to pay the same price. Everyone would get everybody that paid over the final asking price would be refunded. But unfortunately, it was not coded well and 
there's 44, $34 million essentially locked away that nobody can access now. So that was the refund or I'm sorry, it's not the refunds. It's the total that was taken in by the, by the project, I believe. Is that right, George? That's correct. In terms of the, the smart contract and just uh, the Akatars, this was a 3D avatar project based on Aku, the original character created by a former Major League Baseball player, Micah Johnson, who was inspired and thus then created a character who is a young black boy that dreams of becoming an astronaut, inspired by an actual question he got from his nephew. So it's like a really great story and narrative here uh, of someone bringing certainly a different perspective and audience into the land of NFTs and then a poorly coded contract. Some of the details of that, I think I almost understood it, was effectively that they had you know, expected to unlock after X number of transactions, right? So there's going to be 5,400 whatever transactions. And that didn't account for some people that, I don't know, minted more than one in one transaction, minted two, minted three. So they never hit that number, but now all the things are gone. So they can't get more transactions. And so in Foreverland, like there's 34 million worth of ETH burned and gone. And, you know, they're, they're left needing to, to refund and, and go about, you know, how, how you, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately he, Micah Johnson is a very success, successful artist in the space and has brought in a lot through another, I think it's Aku chapters, uh, project. They are saying that they're going to, you know, make this, make this right. But obviously that is, that's $34 million that could have been going towards the development of this project. And there was a lot of excitement around it. And I, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's, that it's done, but certainly a big challenge and you know it's really just too bad to see because it's you know it is a you know it's a poorly coded contract but regardless it's uh it's an unfortunate outcome yeah it's just you know we were talking about it always seems like there's just so much news going on all the time and i think that's in large part because we don't talk about coding errors that happen in web 2. we don't talk about oh you know such and such you know site that no one really cares about went down you're like all right yeah it went down it was some errors However, in Web3 applications, when you make a mistake, it means that your drop can literally burn millions and millions and millions of dollars to a level at which gets to a newsworthy piece. So every week, it seems like, you know, if there's a hack, if there's a mistake, the, the stakes are just much higher in the land of Web3. Yeah, big, big stakes here. And yeah, always trying new things. And there's a danger with that. Okay. Why don't we run down some of our past affordable projects? Okay. You know, we mentioned First one off, here already, but I think we've got some new things to, to get onto. We do. So we will try to keep this somewhat quick because I'll just be honest. It took me like, I just buried my head for a month and I didn't have the time and energy to go and update the like, you know, 60 some odd projects that we've got in here. But overall, here's the game, right? We're, we're tracking the date of when we actually had it on the podcast. So then it's the assumed you buy the floor or whatever our note is on it. And then you just held it. We don't even have like, oh, you sold it at its peak. Maybe we can go back and be like, oh, if you had perfect knowledge. But it's just if you had bought it and held it. And so the total gain would have been 2.5 ETH, a gain of 144% on your, your overall piece. So it's kind of, you know, it's interesting and it's fun to look at. And also, I, I think it helps me just look at it. And I think everyone should do this themselves. Every time you look at a project, oh, I think I might buy this. I think I might buy this. And we'll get this into some of our tips. Like, keep a track of it because it's very sobering when we look back. We're not going to cover them, but there's some, you know, there's some misses in here. We, we aim small, miss small, but we also invest small, so we lose small. And I think that's uh, an important 
framework for, you know, all about affordable thinking. And so that said, we'll go into Nifty League DGen. This is down off of its peak, currently at 0.33 when I looked at it. I don't know if there's anything new with regard to like comics we talked about that came out or, or pieces they're working on there. I haven't heard much new out of them. It's not one that I'm very excited about at this point. I sort of moved on with that one. And, you know, I think we've seen a, I don't know, we saw them try out the play to earn model and it definitely had some excitement. I think we've seen, I don't know, a lot of people move on from this play to earn excitement, not saying it's done, but it definitely isn't as high on a lot of people's lists. And I think that Nifty Lee DGENs is sort of one of the other people that have tried this and it's going to be a challenge. You know, we've talked about the challenges with, with these gaming things anyway. So it doesn't look great to, in my opinion, but who knows, it could turn around. You, you really don't. And I think there's actually a really great lesson here of any game promise in a roadmap because they actually delivered the game. I went and played it. I moved my little character around and I bounced off the walls and it was amusing. And then I was like, do I really want to play like, I'll just be honest, a flash version of a game of me running around or do I want to go jump on my Oculus and go do something more dynamic? And, you know, I think the brutal truth may be that, you know, layering in a web two game with your avatar running around in a, in an interface is like, it's fun once, but does that really drive utility with a capital I don't know, but we're both still holding. That's, that's a quick summary there. Running down the list, I'll say with Zed, they have a token drop coming. The snapshot has already been taken. So that may open up a whole lot of new, interesting pieces of the price of horses is hilariously low. The legendary Nakamoto that I would have recommend you getting would have lost you 0.2 ETH. So I'm sorry to anyone who took that advice, but I think it's important to note that long Zed, but I. I think I have to make it much longer. Uh, we had the sandbox in here, which is up from when we recommended it, uh, but is down certainly from its high, which is interesting to watch the sandbox come back down. So it peaked when we were tracking it, you know, at 3.3, I think it got up a little higher than that. And it's currently trading at 1.6. You know, we talked about the sandbox land and that land issue of like, you know, as, as number go up, when it comes to number of land plots, other things go down uh, in terms of price. What's the next one you want to talk about, Andrew? You know, we, we've got some that we've just recently mentioned on here, so I don't think it's worth getting into those. Let's see. Well, Avastars. Avastars has been up and wow. down, and that's one that I just keep looking at because I think it's one that, well, I shouldn't say even up and down. It really hasn't moved all that much, you know, because it is such a low price, but I think that is, you know, that's a relatively good thing for a a project that is still... Um, reputable. So I don't know, it's still one that I keep coming back to and think maybe, maybe that could get uh, some more attention at some point. Yeah. See, there are, but when it, yeah, you're right. When we look at this, there's a lot of things that, you know, just aren't, you know, they are great and I would recommend them at this point in many cases, you know, and, and, you know, I think that's something to kind of keep in mind and, you know, how many of these projects are just, I don't know, lingering, aren't going anywhere. And I think we have to kind of keep, keep that in mind as we go forward and picking projects, you know, are these things, and I don't think that we, we're usually saying they're likely to take off, but you know, is it worth it at some of these, with some of these small projects and has me thinking a little bit more. Yeah. It's it, again, it, it's great to sort of look at it in, in the rear view mirror and maybe we'll go next time and say like, you know, would you still look at it? I, I made notes in here for that. I, I would say one thing that I've seen moving a little bit is the, uh, the WAGME, WGMI, the, that, 
and that sort of access to a tracking thing that we frankly love. And that 0.33 last time I checked. And, you know, that, that was an interesting, interesting one because it has utility. And also we're looking at utility in the sense that maybe as more people jump in and need to track more projects, uh, might be a play, but there's a lot of those coming out, I'll say in terms of, Hey, finally a way to look at all of your, all of your portfolio. Yeah, I think that's, that's good to keep in mind. There are, you know, just because something is doing something now, you've got to remember, will they be the ones or will they be the only one doing that? Will they be the leader in that area? And that's something that I'm trying to, to, to keep in mind going forward here. Um, you know, maybe we could get into some of that discussion in another, another episode, but you know, I think it's, it is good to look back through this and, and see, you know, what has, you know, what has been a success, what hasn't. And I think it's, you know, we'll also get into some of the, our rules to keep in mind when you're doing this, because, um, you know, you've got to know your timeline and, and understand what you're, you know, what you hold and, and kind of what you're looking for out of a project in, in many cases. Yeah. Last one I'll say, cause I could go on for, I mean, I actually keep up on a lot of these, but I'll, I'll leave it with a human park actually had their drop, which was a really cool interactive metaverse type of style coming out of the land of Zed, but it's a different project being run by that, that studio over there. But the floor is currently 0.035, but frankly was zero. They dropped it for free. All you had to do was design one and they sent it to you. So, you know, the cost basis can't be beat. And I also think there's uh, something to be said for the original batch of these nudes, as they call them, these uh, avatars uh, that are part of the original batch. And so still affordable. If you missed it, I, I still think there's a, a window and they have a, a pretty impressive, a pretty impressive start and roadmap out of them. Andrew, any of you want to throw a dart at here or should we get into it? I think let's get into our rules, our, our seven rules of jumping into NFTs for all those new collectors coming in, huh? Okay, let's do it. Number one, beware of scams and rugs. We talk about this quite a bit, but this means to me that when you are looking at pressing mint or pressing buy on whatever platform you're looking at, you should double check the site. You should double check the Discord official links section. Official links section. You should go onto other platforms, other NFT platforms, and just confirm that that collection looks like the collection that you're buying into. And always assume the first thing you have found when searching on OpenSea is a scam because the scams are literally optimizing themselves to show up in that feed. I think it's a good number one. Yes. Scams are everywhere, everywhere. Don't click on links <laughs> ever. Don't trust it. Don't trust us. Team. I'll trust us. Trust, verify, uh, sorry, don't trust, trust verify. Trust, there is verify. A thing, you know, yeah. Really verify, you know, make sure that you, so there's a lot of things you can do. You can look at the contract. If you are trying to mint something, get the contract address, go into Etherscan, put it in there. If you, this is, if you don't understand what that means, don't mint, don't mint. Okay. If, if you do make sure that you're looking at the contract address and just check that there's actually activity there. That's a big, big, or a very easy way to just see that it is a valid contract. And if you aren't sure in any situation, I mean, there's situations where if you're getting the link directly from discord and, and you see that it's official links and it matches up with everything else, look, you, you know, just do it three times, but assume that there's someone trying to scam you every time you do something in, in NFTs. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Check the domain you're going against. And so even after saying this, you're probably not checking it up. Number two, ETH in hot wallets is risky. What do I mean? The amount of ETH that you're carrying around in your wallet, in your hot wallet, hot wallet just means the the thing that you're using to authenticate on different sites. We you know we talked about Web3 applications, like 
is ETH that can be immediately quickly accessed anytime you click a uh, click a contract. And so that, you know, one thing could be gas accidents, meaning that like, oh gosh, my gas, I had, I was playing with my settings or it's a, it was a weird time to buy something and gas was absurdly high and was like twice the price of the thing I was trying to buy, but I had to buy it so quickly. I just clicked because we're trained to click quick. And so one of the things that can save you, and this has happened to me, is like, I don't keep much in my hot wallet. And I accidentally pressed a thing that would have been an extra thousand dollars in gas. And like, had I had that in there, it would have cost me that much. That transaction would have gone through. So I actually deliberately keep a small amount or a smaller amount of ETH in my hot, just for that sort of, you know, to thine own self be true, because I click quickly. The other mentality piece here is that having ETH in a hot wallet is kind of like running around with chips that you're just a little bit more like likely to quickly put it all on black. Buy this quick thing. You can FOMO in so fast. Oh, it's right here. But if you have to force yourself to move from system one to system two thinking, meaning you take more than 30 seconds to think about it, it can, it can force you. So think about that, that kind of difference. Any other nuance on this tip? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that second part is, is good. Just the mentality that you don't have it right there available takes a little bit extra, even takes maybe some, some gas to actually have to move it. Not such a bad thing. And just separating things, you know, even as a, you know, putting it all in one wallet means that if that wallet, if something happens to that wallet, you're really at risk. Having five separate wallets, not such a bad thing. If one does get hacked, not saying that, you know, if you want one to ha get ever hacked, but it is, you know, it's a way to, to help, help keep yourself a little bit safer. Okay. Number three, pretend to buy your first three NFTs and see how they would have done. Do your own, keep your, you know, keep yourself honest. Hypothetically do it. You know, when I was, when I was a kid, actually, like, I think a, some of us had this, like, go, you know, you had this pretend stock, stock picking and stock market where you would like pick your thing and track it. I think you should do the same thing and just realize what would have happened. You know, give yourself a budget. Be like, I'm going to hypothetically, you know, start my own investment thing and I'm going to put three, I'm going to put one ETH into it and then see how you would have done. And I think you'll realize like, oh my gosh, if you just get rugged once, you're like, well, this is interesting. What did I miss? What did I get right? So I would say play it as a game first before you play it with, with real, with real stakes if possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is, you know, it, it it helps you to understand where you're buying it. Are you buying it at the right point? Are you just doing it because it was pumped by an influencer at the right time? Are you being somebody else? You know, are you their exit liquidity as, as, uh, as often said, you know, you don't want to be in that situation. Learn if you are following the right people. And that is, you know, that's not easy to say who the right people are. It takes time, I would say, to, to understand. And I, I don't just mean like on in social media, but who are you looking at? Who are the people that you trust in this space? And go slowly because, you know, the people that are worth trusting aren't going to make it, are generally going to just show up and tell you that it's a FOMO event, you know, and maybe that's uh, getting into our next one here. FOMO certainly plays a part in this game. I think for FOMO, it is, it is the currency. It's the emotional currency of a lot of these projects. And so one thing to think about anytime you're about to buy is consider the opportunity cost of that money. Let's say you're going to mint something for 0.3. Well, look at at least several other projects that are out there that what else could you get for 0.3? You know, could you go and get an Avastar? Look through our affordable list and be like, there's still some stuff there that might be worth shopping. It may not be as hyped in the moment 
it may be in a cooler sort of state in terms of launching what's going, but I would say, look at, look at that to type, try to tamp down your FOMO. I know for sure, this would have helped me so much. If one of my rules is just like, before you buy, what else could you buy with this money? Just spend five minutes looking. What else? And then suddenly you're just like, oh, because what's going to happen is you get sucked into another rabbit hole and then you get to like compare. Next yeah, up, that's a good point. Your, there's always yeah. another collection. There's and there's another one coming. They're making more of these things. There may be some rarity to that <laughs> in that collection in itself, but there's another collection coming and you can keep your ETH ready for that. Know your timeline, just going into a project. Are you going to hodl this thing or fodl this thing? I mean, fold for dear life. You know, you're just trying to flip for dear life um, or fold it. So it's just a mentality and just acknowledge that up front. I can, I can say I make the error of getting into a thing and then getting too attached to it and not flipping it when I probably should have. Yeah, I think that's really, that's a good to put in there. You know, are you trying, are you looking at this as a short-term flip? Are you looking at this as something that you're ready to hold for, you know, for a year or longer? And try to understand that when you're buying it, because it really, you know, if you do think it's a short-term flip and the price goes wrong, you know, maybe that is time to just go ahead and get out quickly because it's not one that you want to be holding for a long term at that point. And, you know, it's too bad, but sometimes you do have to do that. You know, on the other hand, it's a, I like getting into ones that I'm much more comfortable holding for a year. And oftentimes those are going to appreciate quite as fast for whatever reason they're, they're, they're slower. They aren't uh, the quick ones. It seems, you know, we do see that momentum plays a big, a big role in NFTs. So those longer ones don't always get that that same mentality from everyone. Next one I have, come up with your own rubric. Consider what your rubric is, the check boxes that you have. We have a checklist that involves judging the team, judging the community, the art, and the utility. Some combination of that, saying, okay, there's a balance here. And sometimes it's weighted toward one or the other, but come up with your rubric of what you think and then try to apply it and just acknowledge that like, oh, this checks some of these boxes, but maybe I'm compromising on the team which is not doxed. Okay, that's minus one. So, you know, have some fun and, and develop your own methodology. Yeah, absolutely. And think about how, what you also have, you know, you don't need to necessarily like double or triple down and have different, the same, or have collections that are doing the same thing over and over. If you, if you have some that are much more focused on art, you may want to kind of make a better portfolio and have some that are more utility-based, you know, and, and start thinking about those. But I would say always look at the team behind the project, no matter what. That is extremely important. Look at that team. We've talked about whether doxed or undoxed is the right way to go. There are, you know, in most cases, we believe doxed is way better. And certainly having a, a track record of success is pretty much a, a requirement. So look for these things and no matter what you do, make sure that it's a team that's going to stick around and be at this. Love it. And you got a number seven for us. What yeah. Well, we, I mean, maybe it's just kind of putting a lot of these together, but slow down. You've got to slow down. Beware the hot tips. There's people telling you things that are, they are telling you this to get you to do something in the moment. Feel like you've got to go, go buy that right away because there's only so much time. And it turns out at the same time, they're actually selling. Happens all the time. Be careful. And really slow down and think, is it something that you want to hold? You know, as we mentioned, is, it, is, is there another option out there? Most of these collections are going to go to zero. We're going to see if there's, there's going to be some big winners. We've seen some huge winners and we've seen some, some mediocre winners. And we've seen so many scams and so 
so many legit projects that just aren't going to make it. And it's too bad, but you got to know that and be just be wary, slow down, take your time. Yeah. And I would say even not even the malfeasance there, because it can come from a friend who intends to hold. But here's here's the, the, the social nuance of somebody giving you a hot tip. It means the project is getting toward a boiling point, a tipping point, a social proof layer that enough people have told a friend to tell a friend that, you know, I'm not saying it's a Ponzi scheme, but there's a point at which that falls off the edge and new buyers aren't coming in. And so if somebody is giving you this sort of excited tip, like, oh, go do this thing right now, how many people you have to just realize have been told the same thing prior to you hearing this, which means where are you on the hype cycle of this project? And a lot of times I've found that even I'll just shout out to myself when I've gotten really excited about a project that's like hype, it's like pumping. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's talking about this. Like, I'm not the first to know. I'm not the one who knows at that level. I'm usually when I'm the, when I'm the one who gets it right, like even with the gray boys, I just got lucky. I threw a dart at that. And it would probably be like, we're going back to that one of the, the better hits, but I got lucky with that. I didn't know anything. I was like, I guessed like, all right, if that thing goes up, that thing will go up. I didn't know in the moment. So keep in mind that if somebody's excited saying you have to do this now, it probably means 1,700 other people have already followed suit. And you might be at the like price, you know, price inflection point, which is a dangerous place to play. Yeah, that's a good point. Know that you are generally not the first one to hear the news. So there are other people playing on that news and selling on selling the news, selling the rumor, whatever it may be. We know that uh, hype is a big thing in NFTs and the news when it is delivered is often not, not so, not so good for a pro project's price. Well, that's what we got for you. Uh, we always remind you in the show closing, but you know, don't risk what you can't afford to lose. Andrew, you said it most, I will say it, Pretty confidently, 90% of the projects are going to go to zero. And even you can look at our, our list, our, our scoreboard. You can look at it. Like, we kind of know a little bit about this stuff, I'd say. And even still, with us throwing darts that are somewhat informed as best we can, look, we, we missed on some of these. You know, they're, they're down, some are out, but it's fun. So keep in mind, these are JPEGs on the internet that we call Web3. Andrew, thanks for helping us with this. All right. Good talking, George. Good talk. Good luck out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.